The special one, dude. The special one. Or what What do they call it now? The experienced one? Did you see that? <laughs> I just saw that on ESPN, the experienced one. The experienced one. one. That should be the name. Of, that's going to be the name of this podcast. The experienced one. Welcome to Stateside Spurs Podcast. Colin here, joined with uh, Chris and Austin again. In international break, we have made it through. It looks like we've only lost uh, one person, uh, not to injury, but to the great COVID-19. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Chris, how are you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just really glad to be done with another international break. We don't have another one for a while, right? Like we got uh, Not till the new year, right, Austin? Thank what? God. I think it's March. I think it's March is the next Shit. one. It's a long time. That's four months. I so. used to love the international break. I used to love watching the U.S. play, and now I'm just like, just get just get this over with. I'd like just to point out that, that Bale did not play against the United States. He did not. Like Colin that promised. Game, that game was boring. Yeah. And I think, well, I may not have called so it, boring but I had a Bale feeling was it was watching on his, uh, on his... He was watching the Masters. Of course he was yeah. watching the Masters. <laughs> And Wales and someone in Wales, the Wales coaching staff was asked about. They're like, "Yeah, why, why the fuck do we care if he's watching the Masters? Like, he's Gareth Bale. We don't care." And it's a friendly <laughs> against the U.S. men's national team. Why would he care? I mean, the order is Wales, golf, Madrid. Now it's golf, Spurs, Wales. Right? Has it changed? Well, that'll work. I'll take that. I'll, I'll, hey, I think Wales is longer first. Uh, but anyways, we'll get into that. We'll get into that shortly. Um, Austin, how you doing? How, how, how's your uh, two weeks been? I've got a I got a hellacious day of work ahead of me tomorrow, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel, Colin. That's a huge match once again in the Premier League, and I cannot wait till middle of the day on Saturday. Oh yes, we're man. It's, to... Saturday's gonna be nuts because I'm a, as you know, Colin, because you are too. I'm an Oklahoma Sooner fan, so it's Bedlam Saturday evening after the the Spurs Man City match. So. It's gonna be a full day of me trying not to drink too much so I can stay awake and watch <laughs> and watch both matches. It's a it's a, it's the night game, right? Oh, you yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be six thirty your time, yeah. Okay, so it's simple, dude. The games at twelve twelve thirty is the kickoff for Tottenham City. It's done by two thirty. Get that afternoon nap in. Yeah, rally at five o'clock. The afternoon uh, nap is gonna be key if the wife loves yeah. me nap because she she she's a day person. Dude, it's been getting dark at four thirty here. So I'm sure when when the Spurs match in, she's like, we gotta go on a walk. We're gonna have to do something while we still have sunlight. It, it gets dark so early. Yeah, that's fine. Walk, be back by 4:30, get that nap in. I mean, it's an hour nap. Come on, Any, anything longer than an hour. Yeah. Just rally. Yeah, yeah. Get a rally. Uh, let's jump straight into it. Um, you know, this is something. Uh, this is our first big match uh, in in the Premier League since the the United match uh, at Old Trafford. Uh, we've had our uh, our fair share of easy fixtures, quote unquote easy fixtures. I don't believe there's an easy fixture in the Premier League, but uh, when it comes to it, where the table is sitting, we've had some nice um, fixtures lined up the past couple of weeks. Now we head into the tough schedule. Um, we get to see uh, Mourinho versus Pep. Um, this is uh, two of the top five managers in the Premier League, top four managers in the Premier League uh, facing off. Uh, it, you know, they're, they've faced off in, in different leagues. Uh, Pep does have an advantage here. 11 wins, six draws, six losses over their 23 appearances, uh, against each other. Um, Austin, today marks, uh, Marino's one year anniversary at Spurs. Uh, Indeed. 
How anniversary, if you will. anniversary. How do we feel about uh, before we jump into this preview? How do we feel about uh, the the 365 days of Jose Mourinho? Um, it's been as it's a been, box. It's been box office, man. Like you could not ask for like a crazier first year with a manager like Mourinho to boot. Because I mean, he was making so much progress. And we have like we had a worse injury crisis than we ever had under Pochettino, even though we were perennially injured under Pochettino. And then you have a pandemic that is still ravaging virtually every country besides New Zealand, it seems like. Um, and you know, yet here we sit on his one-year anniversary, we're second in the league, and we're we have a quarterfinal match against Stoke City, who's a championship club. If we get past that, we're we're sitting in a top four spot going into a semifinal potentially at the end of this run. I think we'll know a lot more after this month, but man, I mean, it's hard to look at this and not feel like he's starting to deliver on what we would have hoped would have been the improvements he would make to our club. I mean, look at the squad depth, look at the way we're performing and how much different we feel of a team now than we did, you know, the beginning of last season. It seems like a, like a memory away, right? I mean, like it's almost nostalgic now. Um, at this point, it's only been a year. Yeah, Chris, uh, a year ago when we signed uh, signed Jose Mourinho to uh, to be <laughs> the uh, Tottenham skipper, how uh, were you were you pro Mourinho or are you anti Mourinho? A year ago, a, a year ago, I'm not gonna lie to you, I was one of those people that, as we, I think we all kind of saw the um, the Pochettino era drawing to a close. Just because there was, it was so rocky, it was so bumpy. There seemed to be this divide coming between Poch and and the club, and he was complaining more and things like that. And it was just one of those things where he saw it coming. And I remember there was a game not long before Pochettino was let go, where Mourinho was in the stands, and people were saying right there, like, "That's it, Mourinho is already eyeing this as." his next opportunity. This is a, and Levy has always kind of wanted him. I was always one of those people that saw him sitting in the stands. and was like, Oh, please not Mourinho. Anyone, but Mourinho don't bring Mourinho here. And as soon as they appointed him, I did everything I could to get on board. I, it, it helps that Mourinho actually started winning and, and a lot, there was a, a mentality shift in the club and that helps to, to get people on board. So I switched over a little bit more there. Um, but it, I don't think it really was until the beginning of this season that I really became like, a, OK, cool. I'm pro Mourinho. I'm, I'm good. I was not pro Mourinho at first. I was not at all. Yeah. Do we do we have this? You know, let's play the hypothetical game really quickly before we jump into this preview of, of the city match. Uh, do we have this squad um, or something similar to the squad if uh, Pochettino was still the manager, uh, Chris? Something similar to what we have now? Yes. No, absolutely not. I, I'm one of those people that looks at at uh, Poch's era in hindsight now with I think a little bit more clarity in my opinion. Um, I think he ran very thin. I don't think he makes these moves uh, to to bring in the type of players that he that that we brought in now. And also, I think if you look back now, it shows that Levy was not willing to invest on this level into Pochettino. He may have done much better with this level of investment, but I don't think Levy was willing to put this in into Pochettino as as he is uh, to Mourinho. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, just like you, Chris, and I think Austin, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but as a whole, uh, we were pretty skeptical on Mourinho coming in. Just we've seen what he's done at other clubs. Yes, he's won trophies, but um, what he's left behind in the wake of winning trophies. Um, and I've had friend, I've, I have a United friend and just seeing how uh, he kind of tore um, that club apart. Now, granted, now that we've seen him at our club, I don't know if that was more of Edward Ward or, or United's leadership um, or their board that was the cause of, of the root of those problems. But here's a great stat. Uh, you know, only two teams have more points than Spurs since uh, Mourinho has been here. Uh, Austin, who are those two teams? Liverpool and City. And, Li- yeah. and City's only topped us by six points in that, in that span yeah. of time. So Liverpool are, are head and shoulders above everybody. But Yeah, and, and there's no so there's no shame in those two teams, <laughs> you know. Those are the two teams that people are still pundits are still predicting to win this Premier League to run away with it essentially. Even you know 
what nine games into the season or eight games into the season and um you know city's mid table they're still saying that those two teams are going to run away with it so there's no shame in being third um but i think we're on the up and up yeah awesome i think i was a little more optimistic than than maybe your average american spurs fan because i think the vast majority of english spurs supporters were just immediately upset with the idea of Mourinho uh being being at spurs just because of the memories they had right I I loved it for a couple of reasons. One, I hated losing Potch, but if we were going to bring someone in, I was glad we didn't bring in another plucky young manager. I was glad we actually showed some ambition in bringing in somebody that was going to have the expectations to win now. But two, and a little bit more um, on the on the um, on the troll side, I love that we were finally the team bringing in somebody that was going to piss other people off. Like I immediately uh, uh, texted my best friend, you know, Jordan, you know, Jordan, Colin, he's a Chelsea fan. And I immediately texted him and he sent back a Snyder remark. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, oh, enjoy the first two years because he's going to blow up your club in the third. And I was like, I loved that response, right? I loved it. I loved that already a day in, he was getting under the skin of even like your plastic, like you're like, you're like your pseudo fans of teams yeah, he's yeah. been at because, because it was Edward Ward. It was United culture that that caused him not to work there as well and and he's the only manager Conte wanted a title at Chelsea but he brought Chelsea their best best years that they've had in their club history and they had the audacity to hate him so we take him in come win for us we'll love you forever you could blow our club up if you win us trophies especially something big blow our club up we'll still love you forever because you brought us trophies (laughs) because we're not like those idiots at Chelsea who are spoiled Right, and I love that. I love that for once we're being the ones that are trolling people because we brought an ABB, and we were trolling ourselves when we brought an ABB. You know what I mean? So I I loved it that aspect of it. And as soon as Mourinho just embraced us, it was just that shit eating grin. It was just like, yeah, he's ours now. He, yeah. he he's ours now. <clears throat> and and we're gonna see um we're gonna see what what the squad's all about. You know, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to see what the squad is all about. And so let's just jump straight into it. We have um, City at home Saturday. Um, it is going to be um, a very tough fixture. Uh, we have, like we mentioned previously, uh, Darty's out with COVID. Uh, after that Wells game, he tested positive for COVID. And so uh, there's a good chance he misses, uh, you know, this week, mid, uh, the midweek fixture, and even possibly uh, Chelsea, I believe. I'm not sure. How long um, he's going to be? I, hopefully, I heard he, that he hopefully showed, he can be back for Chelsea. I heard but. that he showed mild symptoms, which means if that's true, then in England, I believe the quarantine's 14 days instead of 10 days, depending if he showed symptoms. So okay. we, we won't know about Chelsea, but he, he'll be out for the Thanksgiving Day match against Ludogorets for sure. I forgot we play on Thanksgiving Day. 3 p.m. on Thanksgiving. I don't know if it's around the Cowboys game or after. It'll be after the Cowboys game, I think, matter. or right around I'm the end. I'm going to be at my in-laws' house, and they're you know, not going to want to put it on TV, and they're not going to want to have any alcohol, and they're just going to sit around and play board games. And I'm Show gonna up be with that your guy. own TV. Show up with your own monitor. Be, Chris is going to be in the corner again. You, you guys yes. have good Wi-Fi here? <laughs> yeah. Chris, no. show up with your own like monitor in your hands with like a setup and like a Google like, Chrome stick or something. sitting over in the corner just – like staring at my phone and celebrating to play Ludogrets. It's gonna happen, but I can't help it. It's what's gonna happen. Oh, I'll be I'll be watching as well. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, so Darty's gonna be out for sure. Lamella yeah. looks like he picked up a foot injury. Um, probably gonna be doubtful. Uh, best case scenario, well, it's November, he's, he's, so he has to be doubtful. It's the tradition. It, it, it is time for him to <laughs> to be doubtful. It looks like he uh might he might be on the bench. There's not a very good chance he starts. Uh, Los Celso did play for Argentina uh, this international break. Yep, um, and had an looks, assist, I believe. Yeah, he played pretty well. So it looks like he's fit. He should be fit um, enough to uh, be selected as a starter, Austin. So Ndombele and Los Celso fit enough to start. This would be interesting. Will we see Ndombele, Los Celso um, midfield? Uh, well, with Hoiberg. They have, they, have, they, have to, they have to play what, six times together for me to win money, right? Is, we, uh, didn't, uh, we didn't make a bet. Uh, Bill also... <laughs> We're not. Bell also. Uh, Bell has also um, stayed healthy throughout this international break. Um, been reports about he's loving football again now that he's. How exposed. did he stay healthy? I was convinced he was going to get hurt this international break. Cause that's just what happens. 
I think I he know. actually said something about that. Like I saw on social media, he actually said like, well, the Welsh team really took care of me and they made Tottenham, they made sure that Tottenham was still happy and I'm going back in one piece. Like he well, said I, something to that effect. I was reading the Reddit threads on like the, uh, they had threads for each of the players that were playing internationally. He got the assist in that Wales match, like on this, in like the 58th minute. And then he immediately got subbed off. Like, good, good, good. He got his assist. Bring him off. Bring him off. Yeah. Like, it's time. Yeah. And so I think a lot of it has to do with he's enjoying us. He's enjoying his football again. And he's enjoying it because he's at Spurs. That He's at a club that wants him. And he's getting playing time. And he's he's getting um, the minutes that, <clears throat> that, excuse me, he's getting the minutes that Mourinho deems um, that he is necessary until he gets that fitness back. It's amazing uh, Steven, when you don't get booed for every misplaced <laughs> pass, right? It, yeah, it's amazing what confidence does to you. Uh, Stevie B got sent uh, sent home from the Netherlands camp from not being fit, um, which is surprising because he hasn't had a knock or anything. So that's. Uh, I'm wondering if that has more to do with his not by not being fit. They mean he's just not in form, like he's not yeah. playing, like he just hasn't played. And there's a lot of. People well, he, ha- he has played. Butter. He hasn't done anything. Oh, yeah. He hasn't done. Any- he hasn't done anything with his opportunities when he has played. Yeah, those yeah. games. Fair. That's. The- I'm wondering. You know, he moved to England with his family right before COVID hit. I'm wondering if there, if it's just been really tough for him. If he's just one of these. He's a young kid. I'm just wondering if he's having. He's had a rough time over the summer and he hasn't really kicked on. Yeah. Or Chris, do you think it's because he started off so high? I mean, do you remember his debut was a City. City. Yeah. At home. That dude came in half volley. And uh, here, you know, how do you get, how do you, how do you, pe- well, that's your peak, peaked right? one game in. <laughs> yeah. And so the expectations were set, the bar was set very high. And, you know, as well, a 23, 24 year old. Not only that, didn't he come back in, like, once it, once they did Project Restart, he came back in and he was one of our best attacking players. Well, and our first game in Project Restart was against United and he scored. Yeah, that's when he came back and scored. Yeah. Like, he's, this is a really good player. He's just really young. And I think there's just, people ahead of him in the pecking order now. And honestly, I think the competition uh, will do him a world of good competing. Well, he's going to learn from some players. great players. Yeah. He's got players ahead of him <laughs> that he can pick up from. It's going to help him. And I, you think know, what's crazy. Cool. He's the same age as Dobinson Sanchez. Okay. Yeah. Dobinson yeah. Too. That's crazy to me know. that a player that's, that started so many matches for us. And like, we're, you know, 23, yeah. like, I don't know. Well, we're a, little, we're a little harsh on Dobson. I mean, he's 23 years old. So as a center uh, back, yeah. No. So that that's that's it for uh, team news for us. Uh, City has um, some pretty key uh, injuries, uh, questionable players. Uh, something that's really noticed that happened over the break, uh, Chris. I know that you've been uh, very, 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 very adamant. I'm thinking, and I have too, <laughs> thinking that this is Pep's last season at City. Well, he basically said, "You guys are idiots." He just needs a new deal through 2023. Um, I saw that yesterday or today or whatever. Yeah. I immediately thought of Chris. I was like, oh, oh well, I guess. Yeah. I... Hey, you know what? I'll stick. I'm still on the Ole's train. Ole's gone by Christmas. That's the train I'm sticking on. Yeah. Uh, and then so Pep's Pep looks to stay. He looks to stick around. So City, um, oh, man, I, I hate Pep. That. You never know. We you say know. that, but we all know that in this day and age contracts mean very 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 little you can sign a contract to be there for two years at a club like man city if they really don't want you there they're going to get rid of you and for a manager the level of pep Guardiola, if he really doesn't want to be there he's going to leave it's not really a matter like they're basically just said hey if this works out we'll be here you can be here another two years but if it doesn't we're gonna fire you and yeah. from his end, hey, if you don't want to do what I want to do for this club, I'm going to quit. So two years, I still think there's a good chance at the end of this season he could say, yeah, that's fine. I don't really want to do this anymore. <laughs> I, I wonder yeah. if there's a buyout clause in that extension. I, I think, wonder if, I, if part of that was for him to have a, a fail safe, like a, a parachute, you know, in case he wants to bail or things go sideways. Or the clubs yeah. that he wants to go to doesn't come for him or something like that. Like, it's just... I don't. I don't want to spend too much time on it. I do think I'll, I'll say what I, what this this shows me. I think it opens the door for Messi coming to City next year. Um, that's what I think this this really shows me is that uh, Messi's contract's up. Uh, Barcelona. He's saying I'm going to commit here. I think Messi is coming to City. That's that's 
don't know if that's even a bold prediction. That's what I think is going to happen next. It's, I don't think it's that bold. I think, judging from some of the stuff he was saying this weekend about how he hates being blamed for every problem that happens at Barcelona, he's done there. He's very tired of being there. I think he's probably looking for another challenge somewhere else in the world. Plus, as long as he stays at Barcelona, I mean, as good as he is, and I don't think anybody will ever really question how good Lionel Messi is, it'll always be one of those things. Well, yeah, but you played at Barcelona, where the only competition for you was Real Madrid. And it was a really lackluster Real Madrid club by their standards. So For most of that time, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I could see yeah. why he would want to leave, and I could see why Man City would say, eh, we'll see if we can hang on to Pep, and maybe that gets us Lille, and yeah. then we can fire Pep. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's, have, we, have, we, have we ever, uh, like, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but that just makes me think, like, he spent his entire career at one club, and now he's, uh, he's like 32 now, right? 32, 33. Have we ever seen that? Have we seen that in soccer where someone stays at, at, for one, at one club for that long and then moves to another, not, not moves down a league <laughs> or to a small league, but then makes a jump to another big club? You but know, no, I, I, but then again, his, his entire career has been at Barcelona. It's different when you say you spent your entire career at Southampton. I think we'll see it when Kane moves on. <laughs> yeah. I, because it's gonna happen, I think. But uh, yeah. no, I think Kane. I think when Kane's done with soccer, he'll just he'll just become an NFL place kicker, and then yeah, you know. that's what you hope. Two We're seasons. gonna move on from Pep. Uh, Sterling uh, left uh, international break. He had a, an ankle injury, I believe. Um, so I think he's gonna be questionable. That would that's gonna be great for our full like for just the the pace that they bring on that um those wings for City. Uh, Aguero um, is still fighting fitness. Uh, there's a good chance that we don't, he doesn't start. We'll see Gabriel Jesus. Uh, Fernandinho and uh, Mendy are both uh, doubtful, um, so they have some pretty key injuries. Um, still a great squad that they can. I mean, they have depth. I mean, they have better depth than we do. Um, it's comparable. We're getting up there, but they still have a lot of world class players to, to start um, on Saturday. Uh, how do we think that we line up, Chris? How, how do we line up against City? I think ninety percent of this lineup picks itself. I mean, Darty is out. I had weird. I saw uh, somebody actually posting. On uh, another Facebook group today about whether or not Oyer should start or if they should throw Tanganga out there if he's healthy. And I was like, that's the dumbest question I've ever seen in my life. Of course, Oyer starts. <laughs> There's no reason for to, show, to, to throw out Tanganga at this point. I think the only arguable thing at this, uh, at this juncture uh, for this lineup is the center back pairing. And I think with Sterling being questionable for this game, that is possibly bad news for Sanchez because it means we need his pace a little bit less if Sterling doesn't play. And some would say, some would say the 6-1 beating that Colombia took would be the reason why Sanchez isn't going to be playing on, on Saturday. Yeah, that may also be that. So we'll, we'll take that into account. <laughs> but I mean, at that point, I, I'm wondering if the center back pairing is going to end up being the dire Oliveira pairing that we've been seeing which has worked it's been good and um it also gives us that long ball passing that sanchez just doesn't really ever provide we just we may not need his athleticism and pace as much everything else in this lineup kind of picks itself for me um regulon is always going to be the left back um I, it, that sorry, Colin. Sorry, Colin. I know that makes you really sad to hear regulon poor davies um, Hoybier, I, I'm God willing. We, I think we're going to see the Indomble, uh, La Celso pairing this weekend. And then, um, I think we end up with the, uh, the Bale, Sun, Kane up top. Wow. Bale, Sun, Kane. Source, it's not going to be anything different from that. Maurice is always there. So what was the, what was your midfield three again? I think it's going to be Hoybier, Indomble, and, uh, and La Celso. Okay. Uh, ooh, ballsy. Austin, what do you got? Anything different? <laughs> the the lineup that Chris picked is what I want to see. I, I really want to see it. <laughs> I, I, I don't see Sanchez coming back into the squad after missing so many matches in a row, just not being picked. I don't see this being the time that Mourinho rolls the dice with Sanchez back in the squad, um, which means that our back line's going to have to sit back a little deeper. 
But Arie in, in Regulon as, as fullbacks gives us the pace and the lungs to walk, to run up and down the, the wings defensively and offensively, which is which is important because Darty starting against a team like Manchester City would always uh, worry me. Obviously, he can't play. We, we covered that. But if he were to play, I'd be worried because after 60 minutes, he'd be gassed. One thing that Arie gives you is that dude never tires. He's built like a freaking marathon runner like the dude doesn't have body fat on him he runs up and down the pitch all day long and that's what you need against a team like city so i'm actually fine with that like i i hope doherty has no illness problems and he's fine and healthy but i'm actually fine with the fact that rea is the de facto pick in this game the only thing i could see happening i don't want to see it but i would understand it is if sissoko starts instead of losel so he also started for france in the mid in, in the international break he's in decent run of form him and hoibe are starting together when we are sitting deeper has worked the problem with that midfield three is that if indombly is pushed forward we've seen him get that isolated opens up yeah, there's a I, huge gap there's a huge gap. Now, if Ndombele's having to sit deeper as well because we're sitting back against City and not pressing them, then he's a little bit more connected. But it, it would worry me. I want to see Lacelso because I want to have an extra player that's able to drive the ball forward and connect to the attacking third. Um, I think that decision is going to show is going to say a lot about how Mourinho wants to play. If he starts as Soko, it means we're sitting back and absorbing pressure most of the match. If he starts La Celso instead of Sissoko, then I think Mourinho's saying, we're going to come out and try to go toe-to-toe with you. We're going to come out and we're going to try to play fast when we have the ball, at least early on and late, like we talked about last week in a heated fashion. But we're kind of <laughs> we're going we're going to try to to come at you and break you down and, and punish you for, for flooding our attacking third. If he starts a Soko, he's going for sol- for solidity, defensive solidity, instead of a little bit more attacking presence. I think he wants to start Lacelso. It's going to come down to what does he see when Lacelso comes back from from the international break when he gets back into into London. Does he trust his fitness now? If we see Lacelso and Dombele and, and Hoybier start, you better get your popcorn ready because it, it's going to be it's going to go one way or the other, and it's going to be fun to watch either way. If you Wait, if Sissoko uh, starts, he's going great. If he, if he, if he starts Sissoko, <laughs> going either way, I don't, I don't think, think it's going either, either way. way. For a neutral observer, it'll oh, be fun okay. either way. If he starts Sissoko, Mourinho's saying, "All right, let's hope for a one nil." If he starts Lacelso, it's like we're going to try to score goals on you. And here's the thing: the points City has dropped are against teams that have been brave against them. It's the teams like Leicester and Leeds who have been and, and West Ham who have been brave against them and gone toe-to-toe with them because their defense and their midfield is not the same as it's always been. We just said Mindy and Fernandinho are doubtful. Those are two huge players for them. If they're out, why don't you go toe-to-toe with them? They have great attacking players. We know that. But if you sit back and let them play all of their game in our attacking third, it's just a matter of time before they score. You have to make them work hard to get to the attacking areas. So I hope what Mourinho does is say, hey, I'm going to make your players run. I'm going to make your players work hard because I'm not going to sit back and just let you play this tick attack of bullshit in our in our final third. I'm going to make you work hard. And if you beat us, if you beat us with just brilliant balls from De Bruyne or something, fine. But that's how you're going to have to beat us. We're not going to let you just, you know, score with like a 20 yard shot, you know, or yeah. something, something in our final third. So I hope that's yeah. what happens. Chris, yeah. your lineup is what I want to see. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, I'm going to mimic uh, Chris's lineup. I'm going to trade out Sissoko for Los Elso. I don't think this is the game we see the Los Elso and Dombele pivot, or not pivot, uh, midfield uh, trio of Hoiberg, Los Elso, and Ndombele. I think that uh, Marino is going to play better safe than sorry, kind of like Austin is, was uh, has been saying. Try to, to push the quote-unquote tempo in the first 20 minutes, uh, but playing with, with enough defensive uh, firepower essentially, to, to, to control De Bruyne. I think De Bruyne is the key here. If you shut him down, um, and you know, if you if you leave that two, that midfield too open with Los Celso and Ndombele, then De Bruyne has a lot of space to maneuver and a lot of, of pockets uh, to pick apart with his, his, his vision and passing, and he can shoot from distance. Um, I think Hoybier is all over 
Dubuina in this, so. in this game. I think he's uh, like he's going to be everywhere Dubuina goes. Hoybier is just going to be right there waiting on him. Well, like, and I hope I hope Lamella makes the bench. So at like 65 minutes, we sub Lamella on, and he is given the only tactic he's given is kick the shit out of Dubuina. He's yeah, tired. Just, just just kick him. Just get up just there and be a cunt. Just kick him. <laughs> Note there is you have to be careful with the way you mark Dubuina as uh, Hoiberg because of the attacking fullbacks that we have. I fear that uh, if if Hoiberg comes up too far, yeah, actually be pushed up too far on the wings, mm. and then our center backs exposed, and then they have that pace on in their wings, uh, their wingers. So if Sterling doesn't play, who's their who 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 do they start on the left and right wing if Sterling is out? What yeah. who, who do they play? We'll start Foden, and then um, the other dude for Spain that scored a hat trick. Uh, what's his name? Rodrigo? No, 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 no. Ferran. Rodrigo. What's his name? He just scored a hat trick. Farian? Farian? I'm actually Four. going over to their team now to, I to, to see. Forlan. Good Four lord. Lan. I mean, City has an, uh, just a disgustingly large Foden's team. Foden's not a winger, though. Is that, are they playing Foden? No. Are they playing Foden out wide? Foden's a oh. 10, or at least a, a like a oh. playmaking midfielder, I think. In my opinion, out. He plays that wide. And then uh, Torres. Ferran Torres. That's the guy. Uh, that's yeah, Regulon, Regulon assisted him, I think. Uh, so I think they'll play Torres and, Fo- uh, and Foden out wide with uh, Jesus in the middle. And those both of those guys can uh, – I mean, it's, Foden's, Foden's – Foden, Is he getting old. pushed out wide the way Erickson was pushed out wide when he was young? Just a way to get him into the squad because he's yeah. young and, and, and has legs. Because if you remember when Erickson first came in, he was played as a left mid, basically, because we just had to get him into the squad somehow. And I feel uh, like that's what they're doing to Foden, because he's really an attacking central midfielder. Yeah, that's where we need attacking to be. Mid. Um, I don't really. I I think the sample size is too small. He's twenty years old. I don't think we really know where his best. I guess that's true. He's uh, twenty. He's yeah, 20. yeah, he's super young. Jesus. He's twenty years old. Well, uh, I mean, we used uh, to say that about Delhi too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think so, we're. We, Tiny guy he, too. He's only five seven, one fifty four. He's an itty bitty guy. I think he ends up being a winger. He plays he plays as a winger for England. Um he'll I, I think that Well, he, let's not put too much stock in what Southgate chooses as a uh, as a <laughs> well, uh, lineup. Okay. Let me rephrase this. He plays as a winger for England and City. Those are the only two teams that he plays for oh, right now. Okay, that, so, that's better. That's better um, than but we don't know yet, but I do think that Foden and uh, what's his name? Ferran Torres, those will be the wingers there. I just worry that if, if Hoiberg pushes up too much and you don't yeah. have Sissoko there, then we leave a lot of pockets of space for those wingers to get behind our center backs. And especially if we don't play Sanchez. So, the good thing is that Hoiberg is he's very disciplined, and that helps. He is. He I, is. Think we'll very see, I think we'll see Hoiberg stay more central because of yeah. Alderweireld and, and Dyer probably splitting a little further out. I agree. Um, so I hope that's how we play. But but to your point, then if if we have Sissoko on the side, we have a little bit more ground covered. Lacelso has a little bit more of a nasty streak in him, though, and so maybe he wants to play someone like like Lacelso who isn't afraid to kick the opposition, you know, and yeah, and get and get down in the dirt a little bit. Yeah, get I stuck think, in, as the Brits say. Yeah, <laughs> I think there, there uh, there's a few key matchups. Uh, Austin and Chris, I want to get your take on it. Chris, I want to ask you first. Um, Kane against uh, Laporte and uh, Ruben Diaz. Um, how do you see that? How do you see that happening? Diaz is new to the Premier League. He's been here for what two, three matches, yeah. uh, in and out of it with injury problems. Um, they're going to play four at the back. You're going to have Kyle Walker playing right back, um, and then I'm not sure who's going to play their left back. Um, I'm not sure. Look, yeah, I was trying to look through their they like through their players as well. Um, this is, I don't. know. It's hard to say with our, our front three because the way oh, that Cello, sorry to interrupt you. It's gonna be John oh, Cello, the left okay. backs. Be... Yeah, I see him now. Yeah. Be the Diaz, the, the output that we're gonna get from Kane is gonna depend very much on how that midfield plays and whether or not um Ndombele gets pushed back to playing that deeper role or whether or not he's allowed to play more as the the ten, like the attacking mid that can create more for uh, Son and Kane and and Bale. Um, I mean, there's a good chance going into this game that our our offensive output comes from Son again, as it has in a lot of other times, because he's just able to create those those runs where he's darting into the box. And and Bale, I mean, we we don't know yet. I don't think what we have there. We just know there's a world class player there that can score. Um. 
it really just depends. So much of that attack depends on how the midfield winds up being placed. If it ends up being a, a Sissoko midfield, I'm still very concerned that that gap is going to form. And it's going to be one of those games where the only way that we score is a massive counterattack where we flood forward and, and we're able to get something going. Um, if we have more of a, a connected midfield, more cohesiveness to the team, then what Sizoko can add, and I, it's weird that Sizoko makes that much of a difference or his presence. But if that is there, that cohesiveness, then then I think you you get to see more from Kane. He'll be more involved in the game. He may not have to drop as deep. Um, yeah, it, it really, the, the matchup really depends on who is giving, who's putting the ball in. And yeah. that's just, that's still up in the air. We don't know. We don't know. Um, Austin, Sun versus Walker. How do you see that playing out? Um, you know, I, I like that matchup quite a bit i think sun's got a more burst of speed than walker i mean walker's still not slow he hasn't lost too much pace but uh, you know i think i think sun versus walker i like our odds there but i I really would not gloss over the other wing you you said Kinsella will probably start he's right footed he can play both fullback positions but you both i I, i'm going to answer your question with a question about the other wing though if you're an, if you're a inside-footed fullback, right, where a lot of teams like to play an outside-footed fullback, how is that defensively when you're going up against a player who loves to cut inside? Does that help you or does that hurt you? Because, you know, there are two options, or Zinchenko or Cancelo, with Mindy out, with Mindy out, if Mindy doesn't play. Yeah. So I like our I like our odds with Sun going against Walker, especially since Walker has some brain farts in him. We know this. From our time watching him play for Spurs, he he. Everyone likes to focus on Arie. Walker isn't too much different. Walker will give you those moments, and Son doesn't need much uh, much invitation, right? But I think both wings, especially if Sterling's out, we might actually have the advantage on the wings. But asking you, Colin. I mean, Colin, you played forward, and I know I know Chris, you played keeper, but like I didn't play competitive soccer, so. Insided, inside-footed fullback. Like, does that present challenges against a really high-level winger? I, I don't think so. Not as much as uh, as it would for a, a center back. I think it's a little bit more awkward to center back because if you know if, if I'm if I'm playing left left back and you know I'm right-footed, then I'm more comfortable when I'm when I'm trying to take that stab in to get the ball away because it's my dominant foot. Um, I do think if Bale goes on the outside of him and doesn't try to cut in, that cause some problems. But I just don't think Bale has the pace to get around Cancelo right now. I think he has the skill set to do so. I don't think he has the pace. Um, but who knows? I mean, who knows? Maybe Bale's coming back much more fit. Uh, Austin, you're muted. See him moving. If, if, <laughs> if, but if Bale cuts inside and your hips, you have to swing your hips, right? Where your left foot is facing him and your dominant foot's on the back. You're not going to be able to make that challenge, right? You have I to make the challenge with your off foot, right? I think he's going to push Bale to the outside. The whole okay. Time. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So Focus will come. be to keep him to the outside. But yeah. So he's going to be playing. He's going to let him go to the outside. And trust his he's, pace. And trust his pace to recover if he goes to the outside, essentially. Okay. Um, but that I don't know. Be, I mean, that might be the matchup. That might be the interesting matchup to watch then. If Cancelo starts at left back. I mean, they would. It would be suicidal to start Sinchenko, I think, instead of Cancelo. So it would. It would be suicidal. And then, I, man, this game. There's so many different factors to this game, and we could talk about this for hours. Uh, who's gonna have the possession? How are we gonna have possession for? You know, a, we are not winning the possession battle. There's no way. I, no, but yeah. I think it's gonna swing back. We'll have stints of possession. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I think I'm so excited to see this team get tested against quality we've seen the europa league teams we've seen the west proms the brightons the burnleys uh this is this is what this is what it's about for 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 any soccer fan tottenham fan premier league fans it's about those top six right chris it's Mm -hmm. about seeing how you stack up against the best teams in the league and this is our chance this is Mourinho's chance to to, this is the litmus test make no question about it this is we win this game we win this game we're top of the table we're top yeah. of the league until Liverpool play, or until this uh, is this is the game that decides. Like considering yeah, yeah, how yeah, we've played before, plays. this is the one that tells us whether or not 
we are on to something or whether or not there's more changes to be made. Like this is, this is, in my opinion, probably the best team will have played this season. Um, now, whether or not they'll be with all their weapons, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you can go back and forth on all of that. But yeah, you're right. This is, this is the beginning of a long test of whether or not we really are title challengers or if we're flattering to deceive. And I, I'll be honest with you. If somebody were to tell me right now, Hey, we'll give you a one nil win over city right now. Take it or leave it. I'd bite your hand off. I would oh. absolutely tear your arm off to get that. Yeah. Austin, I'm not going to let you interrupt because I'm going to ask you a question instead. Uh, <laughs> how, um, it, you know, Christian said he'd bite someone's arm off for a one nil victory. Um, what are the keys to success for this game? How do we how do we leave Tottenham Hotspur Stadium at 2:30 Eastern time with a three points? Man, I mean, Mourinho, Hopefully, Mourinho is the one that knows how to answer this question. But I, I really think what it comes down to is guessing correctly on how on how City are going to set up and and what their weaknesses are. So if we're going to trust that inviting them into our attacking third is going to unlock the Kane-Sun combo, the Kane-Sun-Bale combo with space behind, and that's what we're going to trust, we have to get that right. Because if we invite them in, we've got to score. Because they're going to score. You can't invite City in for 90 minutes and not expect them to score at least one goal. If we expect them to be... Ex, you know, exposed in the midfield, we have to get that right and have Lacelso starting so that we can win that midfield battle and 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 win it in that 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 side of the game. The key to success is is guessing where where the fragility lies in City and how to go toe to toe with them. And so that's why I still think that Sissoko and Lacelso that decision. Chris is right. I mean, there's an outside chance that he plays Lucas instead of Bale for some dumbass reason, or he plays Davies. He plays Davies instead of Regulon for some no, stupid no, reason. No, 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 that's not happening. I'm just trying to wind <laughs> you up there. But I really think the real key decision that Mourinho has to make is: do we play Sissoko and sit deep, and then we bring Lacelso on in the second half and when it's close, or do we start Lacelso and try to win this game, to go toe to toe with them for 90 minutes? And here's the thing: Mourinho's a psychologist. He's a psychologist in a in a in a coach's body, right? He knows we have this big run of fixtures going up. We have to get a result here. Getting a result here in some way, some fashion, doesn't really matter how it happens, sets us up to go to Chelsea, Arsenal, all these matches coming up with, we just fucking beat City, right? We got a result against City. We can get a result against anybody. I hope, I hope he has the balls that he says, you know, you, you know, I, I hope he has the, the fortitude to say, we're going to start LaCelso, we're going to go toe-to-toe with them, we're going to beat them, and then propel us forward. I, I don't know. I, I think that's the key thing, is do we try to win in the midfield, or we try to win on the counterattack, and we have to get that decision right. That's that's how we win. Question. Do you guys think that this could be a game where you end up seeing, where we end up seeing the, like, the classic Mourinho curveball lineup? Where there's some oh, position fuck, where we I hope not. where we start someone that we didn't think would start somewhere where we didn't think they would start. Like let's say um, Lamella comes back, everything's healthy. He comes back, he ends up starting Lamella as that attacking mid in the middle, just back to three out of nowhere. Yeah, just to get in and wind up to wind up City early in the game, as he did with Manchester United, where Lamella's directive, obviously, was to get under their skin for 45 minutes, cause havoc, and then I'm going to pull you out. Yeah. A, a few Call things it. on that. A few things on that. Uh, first thing, with the United game, uh, Bale wasn't fit, so Lamella played for where, where Bale would play. So yeah. I think yeah. if Lamella is going to play, then it would be for a Bale role. I do think what Austin said is probably the most likely. I think if he's going to surprise us, he's going to surprise us with a back three. Um, uh, with Dyer, Sanchez, and Alderweireld, with then our fullbacks getting more um, freedom to fly up and down the wings of the pitch, uh, and then you can, uh, you know, you'll pull one of those, uh, uh, you know, midfielders. So that you're, then you're probably looking at a Hoiberg and Dombele, um, and then with a Kane, Bale, and Son. 
up top. I think of the, I don't think it's going to be like a, a Tanganga surprise or it's going to be a, a Jetson Fernandez sighting. Zirkin like starts at left back. Yeah, I, and I, like and I don't even think that this, there's going to I don't even believe that the surprise of Davies is real. Like that's that's not happening. I think the only surprise that I could see happening. Uh, would be a back three, and that's a good shot, Austin. I think uh, he could say, you know what, we're going to hit you just on the counter, and we're going to hit you with pace on our fullbacks. Um, and so when we have the ball, we're going to push quickly with our our our, our pacey fullbacks, sun up top uh, with Kane and Bale, and then just kind of control the game and not get overrun in the midfield. But would we, we I think we do get overrun. Would we go with the uh, front three in that way? Because Regulon plays almost as a left winger in that situation, right? So I mean. Or would we go with like a narrow front yeah, three, like Bale, Bale and Sun, almost more narrow? Honestly, Bale's probably the one that misses out. Then, if you run That's that, that think, formation, yeah. it's probably yeah, going to be. Yeah. Uh, but but I think if you play that three at the back, the three center backs, then you have a chance to see that Hoiberg, Lo Celso, and Dombele. Um, I think with that's Kane probably and as a front two. Kane and Son as a front two. I think that's the best chance for us to see Ndombele and Los Celso this weekend. Um, I wouldn't expect it, but it, hey, this, you know they say you, you give Mourinho, they say you give Mourinho time to plan for somebody. Um, it's it's a dangerous thing to do. Colin, um, that's a great point. He's had two weeks where <laughs> two weeks. he's had six players at training. Like he's had nothing but time to just sit and tinker. Yeah. Like I mean, what what if we see a Deli Ali Saudi? <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh man that would be the yeah. ultimate troll move right just be like yeah i i let it slip that he's gone in january screw all you yeah, yeah. Uh, delhi starts next in dumbly and hoy bergensen i don't know it, it could be interesting uh chris um paint, i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna paint an ugly picture for you um and i, I want you to tell me how this happens um we walk out of tottenham hotspur stadium with zero points what 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 could go wrong? How, how does that happen? Uh, you mean how how do we end up losing this game? How do we let it slip away? Yeah, how do we let it? They slip? score early. I like that's really what happens. They overrun us early. They score early. We end up spending the rest of the game either trying to chase them down and losing by an even wider margin, or it, it one of those things where we. They score, and then we just can't seem to recover from it. But that's the that's the nightmare scenario: is that we kick off, and four minutes later, uh, De Bruyne scores a worldie from thirty yards out, and then we end up having to chase them down. Like that's that's the nightmare. I'm scared, as I always am with Spurs, as in general for the last two seasons. I'm scared of set pieces. I'm scared of corners. I'm scared of the odd-on foul that is right on the outside of the 18-yard box that where they're able to just kind of put a cross in because De Bruyne is dangerous on those plays and where he can place a ball. Um, that's that's how we lose is if we if we give away stupid fouls and if we allow them to get in and score an early goal that just cripples the game planning that Mourinho has probably been making for two weeks. All right. Well, <laughs> prediction time. Austin, what's your prediction for this match? You know, Colin, I've been thinking a lot about this because I've had <laughs> very little else to think about because I don't watch international soccer because I don't believe in pandemic international breaks. I'm, uh, so I'm philosophically against them. So I've had I've had I've had some time to think about this and whew, there's no way we keep a clean sheet. I would be just <laughs> astounded if we keep a clean sheet against Manchester City. I would be so happy to be wrong. I think they score one goal. I think we score three and we put down a marker. I think they might even score first. This happened uh, under AVB, actually, where they scored first and we scored three goals in 15 minutes in the second half. And it was one of the best performances that season in Bale's last season. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I, I think I think we we make it. It's a 1-1 game for a while. We go up 2-1 and we score the third on a counter to put the game away and to put them to the sword because City are a team this season that when you really push them against the wall, they don't have the same fight that you've seen previously. I have a feeling it's going to be 
3-1, and I could be horribly wrong, but that's that's my get. That's that's my prediction. The beautiful thing about predictions, Austin, is it's just a prediction. If you're wrong, no one's holding Especially it again. Especially when I have no money on the line, Colin. Especially when you have no money on the line. Chris, prediction. What you got for two, Saturday? I'm going 2-1. I think uh, I think we score first. Uh, actually, I'm going to reverse that. I'm think, I, I honestly think City scores first. You just said if they just score first, if we, we lose. lose. <laughs> no, he, said, he said if they score first early. Yeah, uh, but unless I, it's I, like the thirtieth second, right? Like like I, like United, just, then we win six one. So I just have this terrible feeling, and it's one it's of those because we've been watching first for twenty years. No, that's why it's, I, it's it's one of those things where I have a terrible feeling that they're going to score early, but at the same time, I'm as a Spurs fan, I just I. <laughs> I just can't help it. But I think they score first, and I think we score again right before the half. And then in the second half, I think it's a slugfest where we score last. And I pick Spurs to win because I'm Spurs. Um, But at the same time, I just – that first 20 minutes for me is going to be nervy of just – I. that's where I see us giving away some stupid error – where a cross comes in and Aurier gives away a silly foul, or we somebody doesn't jump for a cross and it gets headed into the back of the net, and then City take off, and then we have to play catch-up. And under Mourinho, we've been much better about playing catch-up, but it's not to say that we're perfect at it yet. It's just not... We won't give up, but... Uh, there's, I never put it beyond Spurs to have one of those days where just nothing finishes for us, and we end up spending an entire game where we are banging off the post, hitting wide, missing the mark, and and having to steal scrappy goals to to win a game. So two one is what I'll go with. City scores first, we score before the end of the half, and then we score probably 60 or 70th minute to go up two to one, and then we have to spend. 20 minutes sitting with our assholes clinched up. Mm, the whole clinching season's in, in, full, yeah. in full effect, boys. Austin. Feeling terrible. Well, so what Chris just predicted would be like my nightmare scenario. I don't want that to happen at all. I don't want to spend 20 minutes. I don't <laughs> want to spend 20 does. minutes. No, you know well, no, I want to win, but I don't want to spend 20 minutes like with my butthole punkered. Like, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want that. Here's my thing. If it ends up a one goal game, I think it's a one nil boring freaking affair. Cause I see this game going one or two ways. It's either a one nil drab affair or it's like most of the city matches we've had in the past three or four years where it is just fucking bonkers and you don't know what's going to happen do y'all remember the champions league game where three goals were scored in the first 15 minutes yeah like or sun was just sun was just like oh hey i have a half i have a half chance here top ends like I think I think it's gonna be one or two ways. It's gonna be one nil drab affair. Mourinho either gonna lose or win one nil because Mourinho's just gonna just destroy the game, or we're gonna go for it. We're gonna go toe to toe, and it's gonna be a classic. And that's why I said three one because I think it's gonna be lots of chances both ways, and we'll find ourselves two one up, and we'll get that third goal. That's what I'm predicting, but. Yeah. I can now, see it going one of two would, very divergent ways. What I would really love to see, absolutely love to see, is City come out with the lads at Spurs mentality. Oh, yeah. And then dude, just get radio overrun. Oh, yeah. Just for no for one of our players like Kane or Son to have a blind. That's not happening. See, that's my thing. If we start Lo Celso and they come out with the wrong attitude, we can overrun them. If we start Sissoko and sit back – it's going to be a drab affair. It's going to be yeah. a lot. I would love of for us to come out to attack them football. and them just sit back like, wait, well, hold on. This is you're, this is not the Spurs we're supposed to see. Um, I, I, I think those I think those I think those days are I think those days are gone. I think those days of of teams saying lads, it's, it's Spurs. I think our it, it's just a different team now. We we are a different. Um, we're we're an actual title contender. The past two weeks, all I've heard is. Uh, pundits saying, uh, yes, City and Liverpool are the favorites, but don't overlook Tottenham and Chelsea. Um, so yeah, I think people are uh, loving on Chelsea. Yeah, and so I think those are the, uh, you know, I, I don't think I think Pep's too smart of a of a, of a manager to say to overlook this game. Oh, it's fraud. 
and overlook Mourinho. And I think this is going to be a 3-0 victory for Spurs. Uh, I think Ooh. that... <laughs> he says all of that and then goes 3-0? <laughs> all of that I, I, and I you just, go 3-0? I just think that this team... Uh, Put your money t- on it. I think that City, <laughs> my money is on it. I think that City uh, has not been the city that we have um, have grown accustomed to the past six, seven years uh, since they've been, maybe even longer than that, nine years. I don't remember how long City's been since City's been rich. Um, and it's about and 11? I don't. Eleven. <clears throat> it's been maybe? a while. Uh, but I think this is a different city team, and while I still think they are quality all over the pitch, I don't think that they have the mentality that Mourinho has instilled in our players over the past year. And so I think that this is a game that we score quick, we score early, it's 2-0 by half, and then we put a third one in the second half, and we don't turn around, we don't look back. I think City's heads go down instantly if we score quickly because of their slow start to the season. They have only scored 10 goals in seven games. They've allowed nine that's not the city we're used to seeing. So, um, yeah, awesome. Well, I, I had a different thought, but you just the, nine goals is joint first in the in the league for fewest goals allowed. Just so you know, we're, we're joint first with them with fewest yeah, goals yeah, allowed. Yeah. But they haven't scored a lot. But anyways, um, but they've also played one less game. I'm officially worried now because Colin just predicted a clean sheet and a decisive victory for Spurs, which immediately yeah. makes me worried for what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think that we play up to our competition. I think that that's how the Tottenham that I've, 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 I've grown to love and grown to hate is that we play up and we play down to who we're playing against. Uh, and this is a perfect, a perfect <clears throat> example. Neil Burr went, right? Yeah, yeah, nil-nil against uh, West Brom. Well, I thought West Brom was going to be a draw. I mean, and it almost was a draw. You know, we were 87 minutes into it. And so I think that this is the game that we hired Mourinho for. This is the game that Levy has spent all those big bucks for. Um, if if I'm wrong and it's the opposite way, uh, I still love Spurs. I still believe in Mourinho, but uh, this is going to be a gut check. This is the start. This is the start of a six. If, if we lose, if we lose two nil or three nil, you're going to be calling for Mourinho's head come Saturday night. No, 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 no. If we lose the next three games, two or three nil in the Premier League, yeah, then yeah, but that's not going to yeah. happen. Mourinho's never done that in his career. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So uh, that wraps up City. Uh, quickly, I want to go over the Premier League this weekend. Um, there are some some juicy fixtures I want to talk about briefly with you guys. Um, not on, on Saturday, we're, we are the clear cut. We're the game of the week in general, but Saturday we are the uh, the creme de la creme of the matches. Sunday, there are two interesting matches for me. Uh, I want to get your take on it. Uh, Arsenal and Leeds United. Leeds is an exciting team, but has dropped off a little bit. But Come on, Leeds! Ar- Arsenal Sorry. have not been really in form at all. I mean, yes, Arsenal they are sitting... They can't create anything, and Leeds can create things. The difference is Leeds will open up space, leave space in the back. Um, this is going to be a very, very fun game to watch. Leeds win that but, match. Mark, uh, mark it down. Yeah. Leeds are winning that match. Yeah, Leeds are taking that game. I love your confidence. I hope that you're right. <laughs> on top of that, right after that, we have Liverpool and Leicester. This is a huge fixture uh, just for where the table sits now. Yes, I know it's November. We're only nine, eight games into the season. Uh, but this is the number one team in the Premier League, You know, unless we win or draw. Versus uh, Liverpool, who's tied, you know, who's the favorite essentially, um, and it's at Anfield. How do you see this game coming uh, uh, up to uh, standards here? Uh, Liverpool win, Leicester, Brendan Rodgers still a fraud, Austin, or what do you think? Nil nil draw with five red cards. That's what I'm predicting. <laughs> uh, I think Liverpool take that match. I, I I don't see Brendan Rodgers winning that. I mean, I with Vardy in the side for some fucking reason, you can never count out Le- Leicester if Vardy is playing. Which he almost always is, but I I don't know I, I could honestly see a draw. It, it it's such a Leicester is such a fucking wild card. They beat you know the one week they'll beat uh, City by three goals and the next week they'll lose by three goals to some team. Like it's just really it, I I have no way of the reason I don't gamble. Leicester City are the reason I don't gamble. Who who how the fuck are you supposed to know yeah. what's gonna happen there? Here's just a, a few few very um. Interesting facts. Liverpool have not lost in 64 straight games at Anfield. This game is at Anfield. But but they are very, very, very heavy on the injury bug. They're missing Van Dyke. They're missing Joe Gomez now. Van Dyke's gone for the season, right? Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. Going through all their injuries. Uh, Van Dyke, Joe Gomez got hurt in um, international duty. Uh, Fabinho is still going to be out as well uh, for this game. 
Um, that is three of their center backs. If you're looking at um, who do they play at center back? What? Uh, I didn't know Joe Gomez was hurt. Nat, yeah. Nat Phillips uh, and Joel Matip is who they're. Uh, well, they got Matip at least, but but did you say Joel Phillips? No, Nat Phillips. <laughs> Nat Phillips. Nat Phillips. He's a 23 year old, um, and he's. Uh, if he's 23. <laughs> if he's 23 and no one knows who he is, that does not bode well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on top of that, um, it looks like. Uh, there's there is a chance that uh, Trent Alexander Arnold's going to be out as well, making James Milner start at right back for them. Trent Arnold, um, wait, 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 did you say Alexander Arnold might miss a game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hasn't he played like every game for like four years now? Yeah, there's a good chance he's going to miss about three three to four games. Uh, that means Milner's going to be filling in at right back. Uh, on top oh, of shit. that, um, it looks like they're. Uh, Andy Robertson is going to start, but he could miss this match just from um, uh, fatigue. He played a lot of games for Scotland, um, and so that's pretty much the whole back line for me. Well, and yeah, so Sala went to a, like a super big I'm wedding. getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, Hold okay. on. Uh, I'm telling you, Liverpool is, is really struck by the injury bug. Uh, Jordan Henderson pulled out. Um, he looks uh, a doubt for, for Leicester. Henderson? Um, Jordan Henderson is going to be a doubt as well. Um, and that means, you know, Jordan still have one Aldum that can come in and play there. Uh, Tiago Alicantra is also still out. Um, and then you have Salah. I mean, he is quarantined because he uh, tested positive. Um, I didn't realize he actually tested positive. I just knew he went to that wedding and tested positive it, twice. It was positive. Yeah. yeah, two positives. So uh, it looks like. Okay, never mind. Lester's winning this game. So never it's going to be Mane, Firmino, and Diego Jota. Uh, Jota. 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 Oh, Jota's been good for them. Jota has so, been good. Just, for them. just to kind of paint a picture, I know this is not a Liverpool podcast, but you know they are. We complain about Thank injuries. God. They are missing seven, six, seven key starters for that squad. So you know, have they ever be, missed Salah for any time? Have they no. really? Alexander Arnold or Salah or Van Dyke have they basically all three of those people have been healthy the entire time they've been on the team? Yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely rooting for Leicester, regardless. Any points dropped by Liverpool yeah. uh, are, are, are well, points. That I'm... Come on, Brendan Rodgers. We have to believe that they're going to drop points eventually. Like Leicester, <laughs> it's Brendan Rodgers. They're, That's they're, what I'm saying. I'm, I'm rooting for Le- I'm rooting for Leicester yeah. because I know that Leicester will drop points later. I'm more concerned about Liverpool in the long run, 100%. not Leicester now. So Leicester can stay top of the table, win, beat beat Liverpool for us. I love it. Uh, there's only one other game that uh, interests me, and that's on Monday. Um, Southampton has found a really good run of form since we demolished them 5-2. Uh, and they are taking on um, new newest spirit, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, at um, at Wolverhampton. So, yeah, I think that's going to be another interesting to watch. You have two different styles to matching up. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's another good weekend. I hope that you guys have some free time to watch some of these games. I'm going to be at home, so thank God I'm going to be watching some games. Except I think for, that Liverpool, when you're at your way, oh, despite all right. their energy, their, those injuries, I think that game could be end up being a slugfest of just Leicester's not going to want to play defense. Liverpool can't play defense. So they're going to, both teams are going to have to like just all-out attack, and yeah. it could end up being one of those games where it's like three to four. Um on the Arsenal leads one, I think Arsenal scores one, gets super overconfident that they've done something, celebrates, and then Leeds scores like four goals. <laughs> like yeah, I think it could be one of those. But yeah, yeah. this is going to be a really interesting weekend. This is going to be a lot of fun. There's some good games. Very, so, very, very fun. So weekend. Chris, you're saying that Liverpool Leicester is going to be like the soccer equivalent of a Big Twelve football game. Yeah, it's just going to be just no one's playing any defense. Everybody's just looking to score. Almost versus Baker Mayfield back yeah, in it's the club It's going to be a slugfest, just hammering each other. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. Oh, I, I, I hope so badly that Arsenal score the first goal in that match because I guarantee you they lose if they score the first goal. Yeah, yeah also, that's what's going to happen. I mean, also, there's a really good chance that Fulham gets uh, another, uh, you know, is it their first win? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, man, you are just, you're just, against, you're just. Against, against Everton. So, I mean, who who knows where we're going with this $50 bet. Um, but, yeah, just just so people you're know. You're uh, poking the bear, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, aren't yeah. You just, just so people kind of know the disrespect that Tottenham are still getting in the media. Um, Tottenham are plus 300 on, on Saturday. That means. That is ridiculous. That yeah, is. But, 
ridiculous. That means we are playing. Um, you know, we've only lost what twice all year. Once in the Premier League, and we are uh, three to one underdogs at home against a City team that is playing poorly. So I'm not sure. Well, our record I'm, against City recently. Yeah, yeah, we've been played. We played great against City. So I'm not sure what the disrespect is, but you know, that's a crazy line for me. If if you're a sports better, if you if you if you believe in that and and a little bit, if you enjoy a little bit of gambling. Uh, throw a little bit on Tottenham Hotspur this weekend. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it, it can't. It's it's worth it. It's it's all about playing the odds. And so, um, yeah, I'm 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 excited. I think it's gonna be a great great weekend. Um, I mean, I miss Premier League football. I hate international breaks. And so I'm excited to get back and started. Uh, we will be recording um, sometime early next week before the Europa League fixture uh, on Thursday against Ludogratz um, to pre- to preview that game and also preview the big. London Derby against Chelsea next weekend. So let's let's hope we are uh, three points richer uh, before we take on the uh, the train racist across the way. And uh, you know, come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! So, you know, say it for Chris too. Come on, you Spurs! <laughs> and we out. <laughs>